What's good and welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat episode 535. We are IGN's Nintendo podcast and I am your host this week, Jana Garcia. And today I am joined by Deal Czar, Seth Macy. Hello. Guides guru, Brendan Graber. Hey there. And the legend himself, Per Schneider. There he is in all his in all his glory. Uh, he is actually here. <laughs> Uh, we got a great episode for you today. We're going to be talking about the Game & Watch and also the Game Awards. Um, but right now, I want to kick it off by just kind of addressing, hey, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is out. Wouldn't that be the topic of the show in the week that's coming out? And uh, normally it would be, but unfortunately, we didn't get uh, enough codes or really any extra codes for just the NVC cast specifically to get um, early hands-on time with it. But if you're interested in hearing our thoughts as a site, Cam Shea's review is up uh, and he gave it a nine. I'm going to go ahead and read off his verdict. Uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity offers a welcome trip back to a world I've clocked hundreds of hours in. It's hugely varied roster of characters, solid combat mechanics, fun progression, and clever adaptation of Breath of the Wild's vision of Hyrule is a joy to play and discover. While there are some missed uh, characterization opportunities, Age of Calamity is still a blast from start to finish. Um, so before we move on, I do want to ask, uh, are you guys getting this? Where's your excitement level at? Did you play the first one? Have you dipped into the demo at all? I'm I'm probably going to get it now. I wasn't originally because I didn't play the first one. It just didn't really appeal to me. But more importantly, it didn't appeal to my kids. And that's sometimes how I'll sneak mm-hmm. a game in that I'm not interested in. I'll pretend like, you know, they actually wanted it. So, uh, no, but this one, you know, as soon as they announced it, it's, you know, like the basically the prequel to Breath of the Wild. Um, I was like, yeah, OK, I'm on board. I mean, this could be any kind of game, even a kind of game I don't like, but I can't really think of one right now. But I'll, I'll play this game. Absolutely. Yeah. For me, for me, the the strategy for Nintendo working with a third party and adding its characters to an established franchise is definitely working because originally um, I was not into the Dynasty Warriors games at all. And then Hyrule Warriors, I love Zelda. Of, of course, I played it. It's not my favorite game. I, you know, I thought it was fun. Um, and then Fire Emblem got got me back into it and actually became better. And so uh, just seeing Cam's excitement for this latest one um, has me really wanting to play it because Cam is one of the biggest Breath of the Wild fans I know. And he, all of us have moved on from the game. Cam's still playing it. He's probably still playing it right now, even though he should be asleep because <laughs> he's in Australia. But um, like he's been, uh, he's been posting videos on IGN about Breath of the Wild and like he jumped into this and he said, it's amazing how close it is and kind of like look and feel and reverence for the material. So it's great news. Yeah, I think I was definitely sold more on the Breath of the Wild aspect than the Dynasty Warriors one. I missed out on the first one. I never had time for it. And I got to the point where I was like, do I really want to go back after all this time and try it out? I don't know. But seeing this, like, I think the being able to experience that story that I really wanted to play as the champions in Breath of the Wild. And so being able to play them in this game seems like a really good fit for me. Plus, from what I saw of the demo, I really enjoyed seeing how they had visualized this world before the calamity and going out back through Hyrule field, seeing like the, the, the ranch and other structures that are still standing back then. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool just to find out as a Zelda fan of that game. Yeah, you for can't... sure. I'm, I'm sort of seeing this too, as like a primer for like when that next game comes out, I'm like, I want to have like the full world and the lore to kind of draw on. Yeah. And Cam was saying, uh, you know, there, there are certain restrictions to what he can talk about in the review at this point, but also, you know, certain things that we don't want to reveal, obviously, in the coverage and let people discover it themselves. But anyone who's worried about the current character roster being it, um, Cam says, is going to be in for a big surprise. There's some crazy stuff in this game. Oh, OK. What's the craziest character you could think of that they haven't? Toad. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back Tingle. <laughs> I'm assuming Beetle will will show up and just launches wares at people. Yeah, throwing ships. Um, <laughs> it's got to be it's got to be something like that, like a side character that you didn't expect to oh, play. Oh, you or, can play as one of the giant dragons. Yeah, or stuff like an Armos knight or something like that. You know, like one of the enemies, like hopping about. Could finally be that bone horse. That bone I, horse ooh. that appears, or the oh, king of the mountain. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we'll have to find out when we get time to play it ourselves. I'm sure you'll hear our thoughts uh, on a later episode once we've had time to go hands on it uh, ourselves. But a review we can talk about, um, you know, that ne- that next gen hype. We were talking a lot about next gen. Yes. We got the Game & Watch and we have Game the reviewer Watch. here, oh, Seth wait, Macy. That's right. Yeah. It, it's yes we all we all yeah, have the game and watch own. and especially brendan who's absolutely <laughs> holding up a game and watch right now <laughs> <if you're> like, <laughs> <laughs> um but said you gave this a nine um funnily yep. enough i wish i had the post pulled up right now of who wrote it on the nvc podcast forums on facebook um but someone did a hilarious like in between of because we had our, our next gen as well which those consoles got eights and this got a nine they just said nintendo stays winning and i thought it was <laughs> so so funny shout out to whoever had made that post i thought it was hilarious i shared it with everyone but i think that does kind of speak to the fact that i mean obviously it's not exactly what those numbers mean this just means that you think this device is amazing but yeah. i love that that sentiment and that idea of hey like sure we don't have a next gen console we don't have a switch pro but we're still having things to be excited about so tell me what makes this game and watch so exciting to you it's uh, it, the review was challenging and i said it as much in the in the text that it's like uh, we've played these games we know what the games are i mean a ball is the only difference is this mario's head instead of mr game and watch which is horrifying so, by the way which is a little bit horrifying <laughs> yeah but uh i you know this is a collectible this is a nintendo collectible for nintendo fans and as far as being a collectible piece of uh nintendiana which is a word that i just made up i What's think it, it succeeds incredibly well because it is so full of charm it's built really much better than i expected the screen looks awesome as long as you're looking straight on um you know it's got the old famicom design the gold face and that like deep blood almost blood red it feels solid it's just fantastic and you know for 50 bucks this is a great little even the box i did i think i did a like a separate like mini review of the box itself because i was so taken by like the the, just the charm of the packaging for this thing and i I put all those things together i was like this is an amazing little piece of nintendo history i hope everyone can get one they were in uh stock for quite a while but now they aren't in stock anymore so yeah uh i think it's just an amazing little piece of nintendo and i i love it with all my heart it's it's a weird, you know, I like it's one of those products that I don't think any of us would have predicted. Like I, no. I, Nint, Nint, Nintendo reissued a Game and Watch as a um, Club Nintendo uh, uh, reward at one point, right? I have one. It's in a box at, at the new office already. But um, I, the Game and Watch games are so limited that I think a lot of modern players just wouldn't enjoy them for very long. Yeah. So it's clearly for collectors and you know older people like us, Seth. Um, yeah, right, but but the, but the fact that they took the game and watch concept and they didn't do a game and watch collection and put you know two very popular games on it, they gave it the the golden color scheme, right? Like which is the the throwback to the original Famicom NES in Japan color scheme, which they also used for the Game Boy Micro. So it's like this really cool celebration of Nintendo's origins, which are so intrinsically tied to Mario in this really unique package. And like if you think it's just a like if you don't own this and you think it's just a remake of the original unit, the original ball machine has very different button configurations, obviously it doesn't have a color scheme. So it's like it's a completely different unit just made to look like the original, but they did such a nice job with the look and feel. Yeah, Brendan, I was hoping to... on getting this. Say again. <laughs> is it uh Brendan, are you planning on getting this? The concept of ball is very appealing. <laughs> is, can someone please break down what ball is? For the well, for those who don't know, so on ball, so. it's hard to sell you on ball. But uh, basically, yeah. you've got your little Mario, and he's, he's doing one of these, and they're, you're and juggling balls, and there's two That's of it. them, and you're like, holy cow! And you've got to kind of just move his arm to catch the ball. People who are who are only listening to this podcast are it's missing truly out. Truly visceral it's, action. It's the but, dark. It's the dark souls of ball juggling. It's games, the dark. It? Well, and then there's a new game plus mode where there's three balls in the air at any one time, and you have to catch those, and it gets real, real, real. There's crazy, also four different fun. endings. <laughs> the achievement system. Yeah, you caught the yeah. ball. There's yeah. there's hidden stuff, so you know there but. is. No ending. Uh, my one regret with my review is that I couldn't find my tri-wing screwdriver because I wanted to open it up and see what's inside. Um, just because I was curious as to what kind it's, of you know. Seth, it's microchips. 
Oh, or is I mean, it? There's there's not a it's, tiny television inside of there. With it's a, actually a small Master Chief inside. If you open it up, <laughs> it's, it's not tiny magic people. Ah, well, okay. Well, I guess it's good that I couldn't find my screwdriver then. Yeah, don't open it. You'll uh, void the warranty. Yeah, God right. forbid. Um, but yeah, Ball Ball was interesting because that is one of the games that was on like the Game and Watch back in the day, and it's funny because like the history of the Game and Watch is that idea of. You know, Gunpei Yukoi seeing a businessman on the train on his commute playing with a calculator and saying, hey, I think we can provide something better than this. And that is what ball is. It is more fun than playing on a calculator. He right. have to admit, he nailed it. Just absolutely knocked it out of the park. But um, yeah, playing it was hilarious playing ball because I started playing and I was like, all right, I think I've seen all there is to see. <laughs> And then I'm like, well, I want to keep going until I actually like die normally. So I think my uh, my ball score is like 400. The oh, highest wow. you can get is around 9,000 because it like there's um, a, a high score for A and a high score for B where it's like there's just the the one ball and then or the two balls and then there's like the multiples. Um, and they're like each around 9,000 because they only like have the capacity to go like X multiples of your score points. Like that's like <laughs> classic old gaming conventions. So. Yeah, they literally run out of memory of addressable memory. Yep. Those are all your high scores. Oh, I I played it and I was like, this is fun. I'm not going to play this anymore. I think my high score is like 70. I didn't die. I just was like, eh, I'll go play Mario now. I haven't played. I haven't played a lot of the lost levels. Yeah, for sure. Um, how hard. far into those did you get for your review? Like how like deep into each of the games did you spend? I mean, I just spent like the average time just playing the games. I determination that this is just the nes game with great emulation um and it looks great so you know mostly i spent looking for secrets and there's not some finding any new stuff like you there's a there's a new level select right like you can go into the into mario one and uh when you get to the minus world you can you can actually open up level select and stuff like that wait a minute they're, they're hold like little, on a minute now they're like little hidden things in there they they did mess with the code i know that sam sent me a text he's like minus world confirmed yeah. and i was like that's awesome but i didn't realize that there were secrets in the minus world now that that's, i don't think the minus world is just a glitch right it's not even supposed to exist you're not going to get new um new levels or anything like that so don't expect anything big but like little little easter eggs like that it's pretty cool yeah we were actually talking about one of those before the show started seth do you want to kind of talk about what the uh that iconic tune we all know oh and love? well uh, if you hold down the uh, a button for five seconds on the watch screen it starts a mario how to draw mario song that is uh, extremely catchy. And now every time I see like counting, I think in my head, one, two, three, one, two, three. Yep. Pear's holding it up. Pear has got it up. And it's in different languages, which is like, which that, also surprised me. There's, uh, they actually messed up and they copped to it on the, um, on their support page. The languages don't match up to the subtitles. So I think mm. German is like Portuguese. And what? Spanish is Italian. Oh, really? Yeah. That, that's so the, uh, funny. The subtitles are incorrect. So that's so Which, uh, you know, they'll, they'll patch that out in a future uh, update. Oh, yeah. Surely that'll <laughs> yeah. be easy. <laughs> You're right. right. I just looked at the German subtitles. It's not German. No, no they're not. <laughs> Maybe that's, your German's yeah. just really slipping, Pear. That, I don't know. You're a little rusty. It might be, might be rustish. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I was the thing that really like struck me with this because I like, like everyone else here or, or almost everyone else here, Brendan, um, I looked at this and I'm like, Oh, this is exciting to get. Sure. It's a Nintendo thing. I'm really hyped about like Mario's 35th. Um, but just the main thing that struck me was just how gorgeous that screen is. Yeah. It really does feel like modern. Um, and that's something that like I, I'm personally really looking for in my retro experiences, like sort of an up, like a, a little bit of an enhanced version of what you could normally get. So even with like the Game Boy Advance, like I rebought a Game Boy Advance a few years ago, but then I'm like, I don't really yeah. want to use the worm light for this whole thing. So I'm planning on getting um just a mod off. Uh, I, I use the site God of Gaming to do like get my like retro mods. Um, So like turning this on, like that was just like the number one thing that stood out to me. I'm like, wow, this looks really good. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually pretty comfortable to play. Like unlike like I really want a Game Boy Micro, but I know that like, that's oh, gonna yeah. just destroy my hands. I was yeah. Game Boy experience was the worm light and the uh, street lights passing on the car as you were driving. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's that color combination. The 
pictures that I took of the screen don't do it justice at all. And that's just, a, you know, the, the way that the sensors are on a digital camera. There's like some moire. But like when you start it up, it looks like a page from a book. It looks like an illustration in, in like a, a children's Mario book. Um, it is it is amazing. But like I said, the viewing angle is terrible. If you tilt it one way or another, you start to get a lot of uh, variance in color uh, that isn't true. But, you know, straight on, it is it is an incredible. I have to wonder if this is like the same screen that they use in the um, in the Game Gear Micro that they just which was Japan only, unfortunately. And also, I think we talked about is this maybe going to be the hardware they use for some sort of Game Boy Classic in the future? Or GBA Classic or GBA Classic, which would be even better. That's that's the interesting thing. I you know I would have pegged them as having done a a kind of classic Game Boy with the the monochrome kind of green screen with like Tetris and stuff built in by now. Um, now I don't know anymore if they're gonna put a color screen in a Game and Watch. Yeah. You know, and, and, it's and so it much better than under, under fifty dollars. Yeah, would would have had me to believe. I, I thought that I was expecting some some cheapness feel feel wise and screen wise but this is just an absolutely charming and i hope everyone can get it quality nintendo device it is absolutely the best and coolest thing that is going to be collecting dust on my shelves <laughs> because <laughs> right i don't know how far in i'm going to get on this on this <laughs> I, action, but. I had just gotten rid of like all my collectibles i was like you know what i don't need all this stuff it just collects dust and like as soon as the ebay check cleared they announced this thing i was like oh, i love that you're saying that like as your background you don't even know yeah as my background is so <laughs> Yeah, this is this I, is pared down. It's so it's so dangerous for me. Like I I looked at it. I'm not going to I'm not going to keep playing it either, right? It is a collectible because we've played Mario so many times and have it on so many devices, but now I kind of want to collect some of the old game and watches. I have like a I have I don't have the original ball, um but I do have the dual screen Zelda one for example. Man, so tempting now. Oh, cool. Expensive hobby. Hey listeners, it's time to talk about your butt. You know, when we go to the bathroom in this country, most of us wipe instead of wash. For years, bidets have been available but hideously expensive, costing thousands of dollars. Well, say hello to the Hello Tushy Modern Bidet Attachment, here to democratize the blessings bestowed by bidets and offer cleaner behinds to everyone. Hello Tushy cleans your, well, tush with a precise stream of fresh water for just $79. It attaches to your existing toilet, requires no electricity or additional plumbing, and cuts toilet paper use by 80%, so the Hello Tushy bidet can pay for itself in a few months. Because with Hello Tushy, you might not need to wipe at all you could be looking at a hands-free bathroom experience. Ditch paper products and uncomfortable chafing when you switch to the soothing, cleansing stream of water from a Hello Tushy bidet attachment. And every Hello Tushy bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Join millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now and get a clean butt with every flush. Go to hellotushy.com slash NVC to get 10% off. This is a special offer for our listeners. Go to hellotushy.com slash NVC for 10% off. hellotushy.com slash NVC. Hey everybody, Zach Ryan here to talk to you about IGN's new weekly show, The Review Crew. Each week we're gathering folks from all over the gaming community to talk about the biggest and best games. We'll dive deep into each review. It's friggin' awesome about that. All these monks just running away from you in every direction. It is Talk about the things that we loved, the stuff that needs improvement, and probably have some spirited debates and laughs along the way. Yes! Yes! We're kicking things off with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but in the coming weeks, we're talking about Demon Souls, Xbox Series X, Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, PlayStation 5, and Cyberpunk 2077. You can tune in Mondays on IGN.com or listen to the full audio version later in the week on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast service. Hell, you can do both. I'm not your boss. Let us know what games you want to hear about, but more importantly, let us know who you'd like to see on the show. Until then, you're already in the right place with IGN. I'm trying to go in like just all all on the random Nintendo stuff. Like I'm trying to get that sewing machine, like the camera for the Game wow. Boy. Like let's go. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but speaking of that, I feel like we, you know, pair. You mentioned you're like I didn't really see this coming as far as like what they would do with like a bonus kind of handheld thing. What weird thing is Nintendo going to do next? Just in the Switch era alone, we've had Labo, we've had Serial, we've had Ring Fit, we've had Mario Kart Live. So um, I reached out to all of you in the community and asked, what is Nintendo's next weird thing going to be? And we do have a couple responses. So I want to hear from these Yappa responses we have in video form. Uh, and then we can talk about those and also pitch our own 
bizarre, strange things that may or may not come to fruition. So first off, we're going to hear from Austin Amistoy with his idea for Nintendo's next weird thing. Hey, NVC, it's Austin from Montana. My idea for a wacky Nintendo product has got to be Fire Emblem Homefront. All right, hear me out. It's an AR experience that smashes together the concept of LARPing with Fire Emblem. Uh, maybe it comes with, or you can maybe purchase on the side, styrofoam, broadswords, and battle axes. And uh, you can duke it out in public parks and city streets. All you need is a Joy-Con strapped to your leg. And if it gets struck by your opponent, that's a point for them. Uh, I think Nintendo had us all out and about in parks catching uh, augmented reality Pokemon. So why not open warfare in city streets? Thanks. That's it. Hope you guys are having a good show. Oh, man. You had me at open warfare in city streets. <laughs> I'm into it. I already have you know a bunch of foam. Like I think I have the foam sting sword in the other room. So I'm all ready to go down LARPing if you are. That's such a specific activity too. like LARPing was this is I'm going to kind of like expose myself for a second. LARPing was pretty big on my college campus. I went to small town college in Iowa. Um, and yeah, like there was the people that LARPed LARPed hard. So I feel oh, like yeah. that could actually take off a little bit. See, you know, but when Pokemon Go was in its when it's heyday, when you went to like Golden Gate Park in San Francisco, there are people everywhere. I want to see that. But people with swords fighting each other everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we had one other idea over from uh, David, I think it's Vietch or Vietich, for uh, his idea for Nintendo's next weird thing. Hey, NVC, it's David from Toronto. And I think Nintendo's next unexpected product is going to be a Pokemon fitness app. Just think about how successful augmented reality games like Pokemon Go and Mario Kart Live have been, as well as fitness games like Ring Fit Adventure. I think the idea of leveling up Pokemon, catching them, and doing gym battles just by going for a walk or for a bike ride would be extremely, extremely successful. And it would be popular amongst gamers and non-gamers, particularly now, because I think everyone needs an extra reason to get active. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Vitality Sensor 2.0. Yeah, I like the direction these are going in. Like uh, the AR stuff, um, you know, Nintendo was pretty active with AR with the 3DS, obviously, right? Shipped with the cards built in. It was magical at the time. And then, you know, later on, Pokemon Go obviously blew up. The the one thing I always went to was that, you know, this device has a USB-C port. It doesn't have a camera, which was always weird. And I always figured eventually they'll do some sort of camera casing and then, you know, what better game to pair with it than Pokemon Snap, where you walk around your house and stuff. Now, the limitation, of course, with AR is that a lot of the open world kind of like open outside the house games rely on GPS, right? And so that's where the Switch is disadvantaged for, versus a phone, of course, as a device. But yeah, those are, those are interesting ideas. Definitely um, AR is something that they've played with. Cameras, by the way, you know, your little Mario Kart cars have cameras in them. So, you know, they're playing with it. I think, too, this makes me wonder, like, what's when are we going to hear more about Pokemon Sleep? I know that's obviously it's not exactly a Nintendo Sleep. product, but we heard about sleep. And then out of nowhere, they're like, nope, we're off that sleep. We're brushing our teeth instead. I'm not really sure when that's going to come back. Um, but also, I want to hear from you guys uh, on this panel. What is your weird Nintendo idea? What is the next thing we're going to see out of left field? Hmm. I mean, mine, mine would be the board game. They, they haven't done Mario Party as an AR board game before. Um, and it just feels like they, that's something that they would do. Now, um, you know, obviously, most of us don't have friends over all the time right now, so probably not a good good thing to release <laughs> in the next six months. But uh, that just feels like it's the next crazy thing. They've done cardboard. They've done, you know, these kind of construction things, but they haven't done the real AR board game yet. Honestly, I'd say bring back that Vitality sensor. We never got it. And I think it would have some hilarious applications for scary games. If it monitored your heart rate. Oh, yeah. Or try to make you calm in the face of danger. If you could imagine, like, uh, when you played Metroid Prime and you're trying to get through a room, you shoot the door, but the door doesn't open because it's loading. What if it wasn't loading because your heart rate was too high? It's like, no, 
the door only opens when you calm down and you're trying to like escape like a lava room. You're like, okay, just gotta be calm. Door won't open. Need to get out of here. Take it slow. And then the door opens when you finally just relax. That would be pretty cool. Be, you could kind of combine that too with potentially some stuff with Ring Fit. Um, yeah. I know they're still supporting that game. Like we had that DLC drop, that free DLC patch where they kind of added in the uh, Jump Up Superstar and you kind of had a rhythm element to it. So um, I'm very curious to, as if they're going to expand on that. Um, Seth, what is your bizarre Nintendo idea? It's I'm like racking my brain because it seems like Nintendo is has been just doing cool things for like kids that you wouldn't have thought of like Labo and, you know, Mario Kart home circuit. So I'm trying to think like, what are kids into right now that Nintendo hasn't tapped into? And uh, I think they're going to release a camera so you can make your own uh, Nintendo YouTube star with your Nintendo switch. Mm. Mm. That'd be interesting, especially because Nintendo is not, that'd be a weird Zach because Nintendo is so known for like, not really being very like online focused and being very like, you know, closed off in terms of, the like risking kids exposure to certain things but i think like controlling that narrative could be really interesting um i'm thinking they're gonna go something just i don't know that doesn't make any sense at all but that we still buy because i feel like that is the, like everything that Nintendo does. Yeah. yes i'm like <laughs> i don't need this or but it would look nice right mm-hmm. like um like something wild like a like a zelda train set or something oh that's a good one um so We'll have to wait and see what they actually end up uh, coming up with. But um, for things that we can currently celebrate related to Nintendo, the Game Awards, Jeff Keighley's Game Awards announced uh, the nominees. And uh, we had quite a few from the Nintendo category. Most notably, uh, I want to kick it off with the biggest thing that Nintendo is represented for, which is Game of the Year. We got Animal Crossing New Horizons, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. Worth noting that Hades is also a playable game on Switch, but Nintendo animal crossing is the nintendo game what do we think of this game of the year lineup and do we think animal crossing has a shot at winning at this award show slash do you think it should win in this category i i don't think animal crossing i think last of us will win because i think that's just like the obvious choice that everybody is gonna vote for but i do think maybe well i mean like oh look (laughs) i don't i didn't actually play it i'm not a last of us guy well, I think that that's I the did. game that has the most sort of, you know, cachet behind it. But I think Animal Crossing should win because I think that's the most important and helpful game that came out in this unbelievable year. Like Animal Crossing couldn't have come out at a more perfect time. Everybody was playing it. Everybody was stoked on it. And there's still like so many people still playing Animal Crossing, like still loving it. And, uh, you know, uh, that the whole time that game was first coming out, people were always dming me emailing me hey where can i get a switch i need a switch like i'm sorry you can't buy a switch like i gotta play the animal crossing you know they're like uh dave Chappelle, like i need some animal crossing man (laughs) but um yeah it's like a huge cultural phenomenon i think it's probably the most important game of of 2020 i don't know if it will win game of the year and i also want to mention that microsoft flight simulator was snubbed Mm. Yeah, there are actually a lot of games are missing too because of the cutoff, right? Like Jeff has the the issue that he wants to broadcast his event in early December and he's been working on the production for a while. And so um, a lot of the new games that just shipped, like uh, anything on PS5 and Xbox One um, Series X and S obviously is not included and is eligible for next year's awards. That That's what happened with Smash Brothers in the, few, in the, in the mm-hmm. past as well. Where like it was a December game and then it won fighting game the next year um, for that category. So that means no Hyrule Warriors in here as well if it, you know, if, if it lived up to these standards. I would say, I mean, Animal Animal Crossing has a chance in that it's like the one game of the list on the list that almost everybody universally liked. You know, it, it was an escapism game. If I personally like, to me, it comes in behind games like Last of Us Two and Ghost of Tsushima. Like Ghost of Tsushima is like exploration and combat joy. Last of Us is more misery like it's an uncomfortable game but everything was so well made and then i would never count out little little indies like hades you know which is another uh, a big darling but i can't i can't see doom eternal or ff7 remake taking no. this category so i think animal crossing has a bigger chance than, than than those games it's interesting if you if you put these nominees as like what had the biggest cultural impact which there is a games for impact category, but I mean, like Animal Crossing is undeniably the game that came out when it needed to come out. 
So yeah. beyond the the technical achievements, the mechanics, the merit and stuff, like it was the right game for the right time, regardless of what else you liked or didn't like about it. But I don't know if it's that enough to beat a game that had a bigger, you know, uh, innovation and merit and how they did things. And I liked Ghost of Tsushima, but I think it was a really actually safe and kind of like a comfort food game. It mm-hmm. didn't really do anything that was too surprising for me. It was like an Assassin's Creed 2, but released in the year 2020. But it was also very good at what it did. And yeah. Last of Us was a little bit divisive. I didn't personally like where the story went out, but I did like everything that went into that game. So for me, it's a really hard pick. Like I'm not, I also only scratched the surface of Hades as well. And FF7, Doom Eternal, yeah, they're great games. I wouldn't put them as game of the year games though. So it's a toss up really. And I also think that some games were snubbed like Half-Life and Jedi Fallen Order. Oh yeah, Alex isn't on there. That's right. I was very surprised to see it. Well, not, not very because it is VR and that really, really limits. Um, I think something to keep in mind for like these awards and even our awards, which we obviously everyone's trying to do their awards as well as they can, but it's always the best of what the people voting have played because the reality is like I didn't play every game that came out in 2020 because there's literally probably not even enough time mathematically to do that. So you know, everyone does their best to do that. Yeah, exactly. It's or I like Brendan's joke of game of the year is whatever game I did for guides. That was the best of those games, <laughs> yep. um, which I worked on a lot of these guys, actually, which Brendan, I think you did as well. Um, so really quick before we move on from that game of the year category, what would you all vote for given these nominees from this list? Ooh, I pick Last of Us Part Two. It has it's not perfect. It's like the last chapter, like the Santa Barbara stuff. I felt like the game kind of outstayed its welcome a little bit. But everything was so well crafted. Like if you if you play even the new games like Assassin's Creed, any of these really big modern games that just came out and you go back to Last of Us, Last of Us like animates everything and makes it look perfect where other games try to approximate the movements and the features and all of that. It's just it's it's really remarkable in how well tuned the entire game is and then how meaningful the, the character interactions and the story building is and how it it just does some stuff other games don't don't do story wise. Uh, I mm, this one's tough. Yeah. I didn't play Last of Us too, so I can't so that one's out. I can't mm-hmm. say anything about that other than I think it will win. Uh I don't know, Animal Crossing probably. That's just hey. Just like, I think on. it's a toss-up for me. Because Last of Us had some really high highs and it had some really low lows. And I don't know if I can find a common ground to vote for that over Animal Crossing, which only went down when I just lost interest because other games came out. Yeah. For me, AC, the only reason why AC isn't at the top of the list is that it is not the first time we've seen this game pulled off, like this game, these systems, the look and everything, it is very much an upgrade from the last game, but is very much like the last game where where I do think last of us did some stuff really differently and actually nailed stealth in a way that the first one didn't. So, yeah. um, Yeah. I hear you though. I mean, like nothing on this list doesn't deserve to have high accolades. These are all really good games. It was a great year for games. I will say that. Yeah, yeah very competitive. I was thinking about like, oh, if only Animal Crossing came out last year, because I think if it came out last year, it would have been my game of the year. Last year, um, my game of the year was Control. Um, at least it, it would have been a conversation that I would have had like internally, because I love Animal Crossing. I'm still playing. I think for me, the thing with Animal Crossing is, yes, it very much is that like the game that shook us all and we kind of mm-hmm. all jumped into it and it, you know, rallied everyone around. Like, that's really a, a big deal. And I think it's worth noting. But um to me, game of the year is like the best game of that year. And I think Animal Crossing has some pretty notable uh, flaws, um, even in all the improvements that's made. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm glad to see it on there, though. And it's really cool to have like a Nintendo game, considering that uh, we've talked about for quite some time that this hasn't been like the biggest, most flashy year for Nintendo. So it's nice to see mm-hmm. that represented because Animal Crossing was such a, a big deal success. Um, moving on to read off just some other notable games. I want to talk about some quick other games that are Nintendo games that are nominated for different awards, as well as notable games that are just playable on Switch that maybe you want to check out if you haven't yet. Um, so Animal Crossing, in addition to the Game of the Year nomination, it also was nominated for Best Family Game and Best It'll Multiplayer Game. Yeah, so Best Family Game was once again, yes, the top, the the Nintendo category, because we have Mario Kart Live nominated for that as well, as well as Paper Mario Origami King 
Um, yeah. How do y'all feel about that? You, yeah. <laughs> The best family watches someone play a game. Does that count? See, yeah, that's a that's a definition, right? Like because otherwise Ori should be in there. Like I I I I really like Paper Mario, but I think Ori and the Will of the Wisps is a better game all around. Um, so it's more the I I see a family game as something that you can play together with a family. Um, which may, Animal Crossing has this one locked and and multiplayer game by the way. Animal Crossing is a fun multiplayer experience, obviously one of the defining one, but they didn't make that experience very easy, right? Like <laughs> if you guys remember waiting to get into islands and all of that. Mm-hmm. Still waiting some, right now. I remember I got waiting my- <laughs> party. Still on an airplane. I'm yeah. flying in. The connection lost. I'm like, oh yeah. I was surprised to see that for a multiplayer game, because yeah, multiplayer is is a big part of Animal Crossing, but like you know i've I've pulled through on islands and i'm like what do we do now it's like i guess we'll talk on discord while i hit you with this net yeah i would think something like mario 99 would be a better pick or um, i would say my best family game pick would be um jackbox 7 if your family's dysfunctional <laughs> yeah like this this again um was very relatable but yes the family award that's like very it's always been the nintendo category but i feel like this year Pair Mario and the Origami King. Like, I don't have kids. Is there something that I'm? I don't know that y'all know with no, this so being a family one. experience. I think like Mario, kids like Mario. Let's put them in the family game. Well, and I mean the whimsical look. It is a really it's funny good. game. The writing it's family is family really friendly, good. but I wouldn't it's say family it's a family friendly game. Yeah. But it's yeah. also very creative. Like it's a game as a parent with young kids. Like I would have absolutely gotten that for them over The Last of Us. Can um, you teach your kid origami <laughs> by playing this game? I was shocked too for, uh, and you, you know, can. we're not talking about this as much because it's not Nintendo related, but it's worth noting other games in that category. Crash 4? That must be a real skilled kid that you have playing Crash 4 with your pro gamer child. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird one. Um, I personally kind of like Mario Kart Live for that. I mean, it's it's very expensive Me and too. I can't necessarily, you know, I, it's a very recommended with asterisks, but I when I I've played that with my family um and admittedly they're not as as ready to build stuff together cuz they're all like 30 plus so they're not you know they're not exactly in that age demographic but the idea of playing that with a kid or like doing that as a child I think that's like the most unique and interesting experience so that would I think that actually might be my vote for best family game just because it is such a cool unique thing to do together yeah, um, yeah I think that's family game like that's why I think of like when people come to visit what do you trot out to show them that would be Mario Kart Live in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't underestimate the joy though. Like you know, for for families who have uh, either multiple switches, um, because Animal Crossing doesn't make it easy to have multiple islands or where people crowd into one island. I had just an amazing experience playing Animal Crossing with my daughter, who was totally into it. My sons this time were not into it. They were into past Animal Crossing games. Um, and we just, you know, just item trading, visiting each other's islands, having like little surprises whenever somebody visits. I think that's such a cool concept for families. And the original Animal Crossing um, really was built on that selling point that you have this N64 cartridge, right? The the original game didn't come out here in, in the West, but you had this cartridge and, you know, dad plays and does something and writes letters. And then the kid plays later and gets these surprises in the game. That was the original promise. And I just think this this game is so good for that. And that was very heavy in the marketing, too. You had like that. The the mom was playing and the kid comes home and she, the mm-hmm. mom's like, I've been playing for like eight hours. Here's the passes the switch <laughs> off. Um, yeah, I, I think that is actually a really good point. Uh, it's so hard to gauge these if you don't have like mm-hmm. a, fi- a family dynamic to like test it with, because that's kind of what the, the category is calling for. Um, other notable games that are, got nominated that are Switch games, like you can play them on Switch. Hades, Hades cleaned up with the nominations. Mm-hmm. Game of the year, Great best game, game direction, best narrative, best art direction, best score slash music, best performance. Shout to Logan and Cunningham as Hades. Uh, best indie game, best action game. Uh, I'm going to run through the rest of this list and we can kind of discuss, uh, you know, surprises, what, what we kind of feel about with it. Uh, we got Spirit Fair on there for best indie game and games for impact. Minecraft Dungeon, which Seth reviewed for best family game. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, best art direction, best score slash music. Carry on, best indie game slash best debut game. Raji and Ancient Epic, best debut game. Kentucky Route Zero, If Found, and throughout, oh, sorry, Through the Darkest Times, all nominated for Games for Impact. Fortnite, still, still there, still hanging out as best ongoing game slash best community support. 
Pokemon Cafe Mix for best mobile game, which is also playable on Switch, and Streets of Rage 4 for best action games. Uh, what do you all think of these kind of being listed, what they were nominated for, uh, and which ones, you know, you feel like people really got to check out? Good, good picks. I mean, I, I was really into, obviously, Ori, I mentioned. I thought Carrion was interesting. Spirit Pharaoh was really good. Hades is good. Um, Pokemon Cafe Mix does not be- belong on this list. It just <laughs> no, does. I'm sorry. It's so it's like, bad. It's, it's so a, cute, but it's so bad. It's a bad, bad puzzle game. And, like, there's so many amazing Apple Arcade games this year. And I just feel like this, is, this shows where a lot of maybe – the critics who are participating here are very console and PC focused because that list is just cuckoo. Sorry. Yeah. I think people had similar thoughts about uh, one punch mansion, the best for fighting game. Like some things are just like, they're okay. They should not be on the game of the year nominations. Yep. But uh, other than that, I mean, really good list, uh, really good nominees. I love that some of the smaller games are getting uh, uh, getting notices. Like Raji, for example, I I don't think it's that amazing. Like I I would say it's like a seven game for me, but it's uh, it's one of the first games that we have seen that you know really kind of highlights Indian culture and it's made in India and all of that. So um, it, it's a great it's really start. Cool. Like a, that yeah, best debut exactly. game. It's a good start. It's like just just like craft. The way it looks and the way it feels and the way it's different is is worth um, putting it on a list like this. You any standouts here that you want to draw attention to? I think that Fortnite game's got a chance. <laughs> the kids are getting excited about that. You oh, know, heard about this Animal one? Crossing yeah. snubbed for best ongoing game. I know like some people don't really consider it to be that because it's like in this weird state, but like the way it's currently treated, it's very ongoing. So I was, I was kind of surprised not to see that represented there. Maybe that's only for games that came out the year before. It's you weird. Oh, no, you're not truly ongoing until you've had to keep. Until going. you've lasted. Yeah, until you've, yeah. I know yeah. a lot of people that still play Fortnite, and they're like in mm-hmm. their late twenties and early thirties, and uh, it's it's all Seth. they play. Like every, I do not. I have never played Fortnite. It Seth. was like a cartoon. Everybody knows people who play Fortnite. <laughs> I'm just surprised. There's like, there's one this, game in the world. If you go into our comments, anything that's about Fortnite, like, people still play Fortnite? I'm like, yeah. Look at your right. Both people are still playing Fortnite. <laughs> you find a lot of stuff if you go into our comments, and some of it is not needed to be found. Um, before we move on, I do want to give a shout out to, uh, obviously, all these games are are pretty much awesome. Like, There's a lot of like great contenders on here um with a, a few exceptions like cafe mix doesn't need to be on here but uh streets of rage 4 i really like that game i had a good time with it if you like beat-em-ups you will enjoy streets of rage 4 i wasn't as enamored as like some people but i do think it's like a game that you absolutely should check out if you're into the genre um i played that whole thing with my brother and i thought it was like one of the better beat-em-ups uh, especially in the modern era it's kind of hard to find quality ones and i think streets of rage 4 is that so uh check that out if that's if that's your thing um, speaking of all the hype around Animal Crossing, though, with not just Game of the Year, it's also getting a major update. It, the winter update has finally been announced. I am so excited. I'm going to quickly read through all the stuff because it is it is massive of an update. Uh, we got Turkey Day dropping on November 26th, Toy Day on December 24th, new reactions and hairstyles. Home storage can finally be upgraded. You can go up to 2,400 slots. All you need to do wow. is have your um house paid off there's finally a reason to pay off your house you've been holding <laughs> off holding on those bells <laughs> pass them tom's way because you can find you that we got a how-to page on how to do that as well you can visit random islands in dreams now Ooh. uh not to be confused with dreams the game um you don't need a dream code anymore you can just go and surf the seas of people's mind palaces it's great uh there's another po- uh collab with pocket camp so re-download pocket camp i know you deleted it because i did too when i got the last <laughs> item i'm gonna reinstall it just to get this phone because i'm weird uh island and resident data transfers are finally here do you own two switches i do because they didn't have this at launch but they have it now uh seasonal items to celebrate um pretty much all these seasons as well as new year's was kind of a standout one and uh, i just found out from you know my wiki's peers that they are not you can't just time travel to these events they kind of put a put something in place that kind of stops that i'm guessing it's going to be like via an update instead uh not totally shocking but like a little surprising because you could time travel to halloween go to new year's though because I'm you pretty- can, but I don't know if there's like stuff they're holding back because I know what you're talking about where the, the, the countdown does happen because I also went to New Year's on my yeah. time island of sin. Um, so maybe the items that are held back for that. But uh, yeah. yeah, huge update. What do we think of this update? And are we still playing? Um, 
I, I, I stopped. I booted it, booted up yesterday just to um, update. Um, walked around, was horrified by all the weeds everywhere and, and <laughs> compelled to clean it up. So the game somehow got me to do menial tasks for no reward. Uh, no, I, I will always check in on the big holidays just to see how they pulled them off. But this feels like really familiar territory to me because it's something I've experienced in past Animal Crossing games. So I'm more likely to play if there's a truly new thing added or a more major kind of like more collectible focused update, like what we got with the sea creatures, for example, right? Which was a returning feature too, but at least you have like this new goal that isn't tied to just a specific day like uh, like Thanksgiving or Christmas. but I'll definitely check in again for the events. I'm happy to see those new hairstyles. I hope we, we continue to get more customization options for characters as the, the game move forward. Yeah, I, haven't played, I haven't played in a long time. I dropped off and now I, I'm at the point where I'm afraid to go back because of what Pear just described. Like, I don't like in. to see the abandoned weeds, weeds everywhere. It depresses me. Cockroaches. I feel like I've abandoned them. It's the same thing happened with like Nintendo dogs. I was like, I don't want to turn that on again. What if my dog is like, Oh, that sad? dog's been <laughs> dead for <Yeah>. years. <laughs> so yeah, um, I, I fell off of it. I'm unfortunately. Yeah. Y'all should come back. I mean, it's g- game of the year is here now. <laughs> I mean, Hey, I love my time with it. I have no, I wasn't like, I was like not enjoying it anymore. Just other things started to happen and I never got back to it. And it gets to like, a point where mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I can't. It's just too much. I'm, I'm too stressed about all the weeds. I can't see it. Yeah, out of sight, out of mind. That. This is like one of the very, very few games because I'm also on that classic boat of like, it was fun, but now it's over. And now we play other games. I am still playing Animal Crossing. Um, part of that's because I restarted an island on my new Switch because the data transfer wasn't available there. And I've just been going and building and like I there's always stuff coming out. So like the the put down part doesn't end up happening because I'm like, I have my personal plans for my island. Like, okay, we're going to like get it to look like this. And then while I'm doing those personal plans, they're like, Hey, we have like cherry blossoms or we have like maple leaves and we, and the furniture sometimes doesn't even look good. I'm like, I just want it. I don't even want (laughs) to, I want to make this ugly umbrella in my tool shed and just put it out on the floor for people to see. Like, it's just, it's a compulsion at this point, but I I'm so excited about this. Um, Brendan, I do want to echo uh, your sentiment. Yeah, new hair, like new hairstyles and stuff. Um, that's something people have been asking for a lot, specifically black and brown hairstyles, because there's really only like two at launch. So like, it's really cool because this is the first Animal Crossing game where you can, you know, choose your skin tone and like, well, official mainline game, because you could do that in, uh, I think, Happy Home Designer as well. So like, it's, they're kind of adding on those improvements. That's really nice to see. I love that they're like bringing stuff that we've kind of been expecting, like the ability to go to random dream islands. So we're still waiting on Brewster. Don't know where Brewster is, but uh, I am optimistic that we will uh, get his coffee one day. I'm ready <laughs> to sit with my villagers. You can sit next to them now. I'm very hyped about this. Um, I just want to like be able to drink my little island juice with them. Like I don't know. This game's so like silly and charming and cute. Um, before we close out, I do want to run through a few really really small news things. It's been pretty quiet in the news front, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Picross S5. Is dropping next Ooh. week. Pear. Did you say small news? <laughs> Major news. Actually, we're headlining the show, Pit Cross plus other Nintendo information. Uh, Pear, I'm sure you're excited about this one. Yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, these these games are are fundamentally not very different from each other. So it's kind of like if you're into Sudoku or crossword puzzles, you're getting a new book essentially, but the book is not going to do anything crazy that you didn't do see the book do before. You can flip the pages. It looks exactly, Picross S5 looks exactly like S4. It's got the same amount of uh, 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 puzzles in general, like 30 color ones, 150 um, uh, of the the megas, I think. And then uh, it's got some of the bigger puzzles, just like the last one. Three of them are unlocked if you own Picross S1, S2, and S3. Strangely enough, owning Picross S4 does nothing in S5, it looks like, which is mm-hmm. just kind of weird. So maybe this was in development at the same time as S4. Who knows? Um, the one upgrade they have is there's a like a competition timer where it now tabulates your entire time of doing all the puzzles into one big number um, at the top. And they even updated the older Picross games to have that now. So you oh, know, wow. if you have S1 through S4, you can update them now and it'll add that. But it's a very basic sequel and that is exactly like s4 which means more puzzles they would remember there's a sonic one uh coming uh, in the future that we don't know yet when so that'll be a little more different 
I'm still working my way through, I think, S3. So I really, really got to catch up on puzzle solving. Um, yep. Some quick newsy PSAs before we close out. Um, again, that Super Mario 3D All-Stars update dropped where you can change the camera controls. Uh, you can also now use the GameCube controller. So there is cool. no excuse to not play Sunshine. I don't want to see any. I've never played Sunshine in the podcast forums. Go play that game, even if you I don't like it. I got my wave bird with it. Hell yeah. Somewhere in there. Oh my God. It was my first wireless controller. I remember getting that. Oh, and so me and my good. brother would back up from the TV and we'd get, like, we're in the Magic. hallway. Like I was, <laughs> I was a nerd. I've been a nerd for so I'm long. In the kitchen. Um, I'm in the other room. I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, I'm at the pizza hut at Taco Bell. <laughs> the combination of the Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, and also just like, there's really cool collabs dropping with Mario for the 35th. Um, I know Seth, you mentioned there's a champions one. Yeah. But, but uh, Puma and uh, Super Mario are also doing one that's going to drop nope. on November 27th. So if you're a sneakerhead, check out that Puma Mario Dude, collection. There's some really nice. dope ones. There were two Sunshine shoes because that's how important Sunshine is. <laughs> All right, let's move on to what we are playing. Pear, what are you playing? Well, I, I'm the proud owner of two next-gen consoles with the PS5 and Xbox Series X. So I've been, I've been unfaithful. I've been playing I've been playing PlayStation. I've been playing Xbox a lot. And honestly, it's Assassin's Creed that's taking up most of my time right now. Um, although a uh, little little Astro, man, like being the most Nintendo game I've ever seen on the PlayStation is just yeah. it's just uh it's just very uh, very cool. No, but I've I've been playing obviously, I've been playing with my brand spanking new game and watch, but I've also um started uh, besides trying to f- finish off Picross S2, the one I didn't finish, um, I started this game called Absolute Drift Zen Edition. Um, I think reviews for this game are embargoed, but you know we can share some impressions. It's basically a top-down drifting game um, under the tagline, um, if you come in first in a race, you're not drifting enough, uh, where it's like, the whole point of the game is to just skid your car sideways and it's got this zoomed out view, really stylized graphics. Um, it's it's really fun. It's hard. You know, you have to figure out how to exactly get your car to drift and continue the drift and hit cones and avoid walls and get through these obstacle courses while drifting as much as possible. So uh, if, you're, if you're a gearhead and you're really into drifting culture or you're looking for a, a kind of... Um, um, like a tricky puzzle game, I, I think it's worth a look. Nice. Brendan, what do you plan? <sighs> what am I not playing? I love that deep side. <laughs> the deep side <laughs> guy. Upon us. Every PS5 launch game, a handful of other multi-platform launch games. I'm trying to make, when I can, some headway into Hades, because I only got really early in and I got to move on. But seeing all those award nominations, I'm like, oh, everyone says it's so great. And I, it hasn't clicked for me yet. And I'm like, there's got to be a point. I'm just I'm just before that point where it's like, oh, OK, I can see why everyone loves this game now. So I really want to get there so I can truly understand why everyone's buzzing about this game. But I also have to write that guide for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I also have to write the guide for Demon's Souls. I also published the guide for Miles Morales. Um, what else is there? Every other game. Yeah, there's a lot of games, <laughs> a lot of good games. And then somehow I'll have to start playing uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. That's fun stuff. But but after that, Cyberpunk. So <laughs> really got to play Hades now because we're not going to have time. <laughs> By the way, I'm I bet Alex on weekends, right? What's up, I bet I bet we're going to see Valhalla streaming on the Switch. That would be really? Cool. Yeah, because Odyssey was streaming in Japan. Um, and uh, the, the the switch unfortunately cannot run Valhalla the way it looks right now. It would take yeah. a lot of work to get that to to run on the system. But like, I, I do think that might be another experiment after Control in the Western market that they'll that they'll try out. Good game. Dig into uh, Control as streaming because I actually didn't get a chance to do that. Like, how did it? Yeah, run? I did. Uh, well, in the in the launch week, I had huge issues. Now it actually performs really well. Hmm. Um, it, it's you know, streaming is. At, at least on a on a platform that doesn't have a built-in LAN adapter and all of that, streaming works better with games that are third uh, third person than like faster first-person shooters and fighting games. Um, I you know I have a Stadia too, and I was impressed at how some of the games ran on that. Control feels good. It's not as snappy as playing it when it's natively running on your machine. You can you can tell um, you know there's a little bit more delay, but it's totally playable. If only you could remote play from your PS5 yep. on your Switch. <laughs> I know that's like super illegal, but that would be really cool. Uh, Seth, what are you checking out these days? 
Oh man, it's so embarrassing, but I am real. Today's actually my day off, and as soon as I'm done, I'm gonna play Call of Duty. Why are you here? Because You're... I love being on NBC. This so is I not was like I'm not gonna you miss bro- NBC. You broke. It's the only. It's only. It's a, it's a day off because we're still doing like Black Friday stuff, so I still have to kind of. Keep slack. Oh, okay. Keep checking so, slack so you're everything. not off. <laughs> uh, I mean, I am because it's uh, normally during the course of a day, I won't play like three hours of, of Call of Duty multiplayer. But for Nintendo stuff, I've been playing. You're, you're simultaneously of- having a bad day off and a bad day at work because you're not doing either. <laughs> boy. It's just the king of the middle. So hey, I'm going to prestige today. That's that's my that's my one goal for today is that I'm going to prestige nice. a multiplayer. But for Nintendo, I've been playing Super Mario Brothers 2 on uh, Nintendo Online because uh, I really love that weird little mario game yeah the lost oh levels. it was doki doki panic oh yeah i just can't uh like i started them i'm like let me see what this because i've been scared of them my whole life i'm like let's see what these lost levels are about no, Immediately no, the lost that levels. oh the, uh, just the second one just the the the, the one that was that yeah. we got in the, in the west no but the lost levels is terrifying say, no i agree the one that was all a dream right yes um as far as me, you know, I'm actually probably going to dip into Call of Duty as well. I've never played Call of Duty. Uh, my boyfriend's a huge fan, and he's like, you should check it out. And I'm like, sure, you already bought it. So I did download it. Join our clan. Come on so over. first step, step one, I downloaded it. So so we'll see how that goes. Uh, like Brendan, I'm also playing a lot of launch stuff. Uh, I'm currently on the path list. Um, I think I'm in, like, semi-guides limbo. My main guide is, uh, is, is working on the PS5 console uh, and then just prepping for cyberpunk which is going to be a huge undertaking um though this is what we're playing not what i'm writing um see, on the, <laughs> as far as switch i'm i'm sort of like floating between of course i'm still playing animal crossing but i, I kind of have to pick my next big thing i think it i think it probably should be hades as well because i have not spent time with that game and i really do want to get to know it oh. um our it's in our top 25 our top 10 actually for for best switch games right now and uh, I was reading the blurb for like our review for the video that's coming out for that. And it was mentioned that like, even if you hate roguelikes or roguelikes, you know, yep. you'll still love this. And I'm like, yep. okay, this, this blurb is speaking directly to me. Are you so. roguelikes? It's kind of strong because there are ones that I enjoy, but when I hear it, I am kind of immediately like, great, a game I'll never beat. Um, I, I find them kind of um, <laughs> discouraging. So like, like if I'm, if a game is too discouraging, either in like structure or in length, I sometimes find myself just not wanting to play it or like not wanting to like keep going with it because it feels like such an uphill battle. But um, I've heard things about Hades and how they approach um, that genre that make me feel oh, like, okay, I think I can overcome real. that yeah. because you're, you're kind of, you kind of keep getting better. Dungeon, <laughs> no, probably not. Um, I just want to make you cry. I don't <laughs> like my were- games. I don't like my games changing when I'm not playing them. It's like it's like I don't want my toys to come to life at night either. Like I want a game that is like a written book and it has a beginning and an end. I can play through it and can find everything. And so I'm never that much into randomly generated stuff. Yeah, same. I always feel like the like crafted is always better, but um, I guess there are exceptions, and there are really good roguelites and likes out there. Mm-hmm. Um, before we end, let's go on to question block and field some of these questions. Question block: the game of the year every year. Um, Cody Allen Herb writes in and asks: With Immortals Phoenix Rising just having released its DLC plans, how is the NV- how is NVC feeling about this game? I'm into it. Uh, you know. I play every Assassin's Creed game and have really enjoyed the last three in the series. And this feels like it's, and by the way, Breath of the Wild borrowed a lot from Ubisoft's formula. And then now, funny enough, Valhalla borrows some from Breath of the Wild. And I feel like this is kind of Ubisoft's homage to Breath of the Wild mixed with, you know, a little bit of that feel from Odyssey. I'm totally into it. Honestly, I'll probably play it on one of the new next-gen consoles Same. just for the visual <laughs> fidelity, but um, but I'm definitely going to play it. I'm, I'm totally into it. But there are too many games. Cyberpunk is coming out. We, we were talking about what we're playing in the next week, and like Hyrule Warriors is coming out. I don't know oh, that when too. to yeah. do all this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish they had delayed this to next year, honestly. Same. Uh, one thing I've learned from this year is that if a game looks to be like a clone of breath of the wild <laughs> um, different. A, you may be surprised because yeah. i was skeptical of genshin impact and that game ended up being pretty amazing and free to play and a gotcha game all in one um so there's a good chance that immortals phoenix rising is also going to be a pretty amazing take on the breath of the wild slash assassin's creed and open world ubisoft genre kind of deal so i'm looking forward to seeing what it has to offer and i've i liked what i've heard of the 
um like the story and the voices so far i like the the, the gods bickering uh that kind of stuff was really funny to me so i like the yep. humor so far it's a talented team yeah seth what about you are you looking to pick this one up when it comes out no i mean it nothing fl- it has flying seth you like flying <laughs> that's true but yeah microsoft flight simulator and microsoft and, and monsters I just, I, I, I think I'll wait to to see what everybody else thinks of it. I just, it it didn't really speak to me when I saw it. Yeah, that that's very fair. I kind of feel similarly like lukewarm on it. Like it, it didn't seem bad by any means. I remember um, getting to look at it at E3, uh, actually via Stadia, which was really interesting. Uh, and it, yeah, it looked cool. But like, I don't know if that's going to be enough. Um, yeah. I am curious as to. I kind of feel like this will be at least a good game, but I don't know if it'll like be standout special enough for me to really make the time for it, at least straight out the gate. So that's, that's kind of where I land on that as well. A little bit kind of looking at who people that I like their game taste, like what do they have to say about it? And if that's enough, maybe I will, uh, make it more of a priority uh jake gaden writes in and says given the amazing response to the dual sense controller are you hoping for more sophisticated hd rumble and any fourth game switch revision or even just switch games what sort of games would you like to see um make with this feature in mind that's an easy question uh for the first one yes and the second one all of them because that (laughs) is the coolest thing about the new playstation when i was playing astro's playroom and i had to do my little you know you have to launch the rocket and the it just it feels so satisfying that i just kept launching the rocket over and over again because i was like addicted to the way that it felt so yeah i want that in in a, a forthcoming switch revision and i would i want every game going forward from here on out for regardless of system to please have this cool like haptic feedback sort of adaptive trigger feature because it's so incredible so I would say, I, yeah, there are two things. That, and first of all, the HD Rumble in the Switch and, and PlayStation's uh, Rumble are made by the same company. So the innards oh, are very similar. Um, the, the, if you played one, two Switch, that was kind of, to me, the mind-boggling experience of like actually feeling Rumble do something different. It felt like they're physical objects in your controller rather than just a buzz, right? And like the PlayStation um does that really really well but it's the man it's the triggers on the ps5 controller that are a real game changer and like i was going to ask if you're going to if you're going to play um call of duty on the playstation because that really the triggers make such a difference on the dual shock like there's different tension to how the guns feel man it's uh it's like hats off to sony for um really stepping up and you know, the rumble is something that Nintendo, I think, was leading the way with, you know, with the yeah. rumble pack for the N64. They really popularized, popularized uh, haptic feedback like that for things like, you know, finding secrets. If you remember in Ocarina of Time, like the, the rumble when you get close to a secret and they've been really moving stuff forward. But the triggers, Sony, um, Sony's really killing it there. Really cool. Yeah, they really kind of upped the ante, which is like a surprising twist. Where Nintendo yeah. usually like, can makes these weird innovations that like you don't think are going to work well, then like oh wow, this HD Rumble is pretty crazy. But like yeah. thinking the, the between, bow in Astro, right? That dude, like when right. you shoot the bow for the first time, it's so good. <laughs> Trying to compare then like the 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 ice cubes and and one two switch and like the 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 feeling of that to what we've got with the launch games to PS Five, and just like Nintendo has their work cut out for them to kind of. Uh, fight back with this and show off what they can do with the joy cons a lot of yeah. it is software though like with the rumble a lot of companies are not using the hd rumble the way that nintendo was hoping they would right, right. so yeah yeah i love that you bring up the triggers though pair because i think that's like when i think about how the switch feels in my hand the triggers are not <laughs> something i'm exactly um crazy about there's actually a lot of parts of the joy con that i'm not that into like the d-pad as well as that weird kind of arrow breakup um yeah, it, it should have been us. Like we should have had that that dual sense feeling, right? But um, I would, I guess, like to see maybe a revision uh, in the form of the Pro controller because I think the big issue with Nintendo's HD Rumble right now is it's on like the Joy-Con primarily, like is where you really get like the ice cubes and you get like the. I remember um, Snake Path or is Pass Snake Pass, I think yeah. it's called. Yeah. Like that uses um, HD Rumble quite a bit as well, um, and like some of the driving games as well have like that kind of heavy intense like car vibration when you're on certain like terrain but other than that and like a you know secret here and there in mario odyssey like i feel like they kind of lean more on games that already are using the joy con primarily and that's honestly just not a lot of the games um so yeah there's kind of a couple layers of issues here but i i totally agree i would love to see this just in all games i 
I miss it when I am not playing on my PS5. It has honestly sort of swayed me to to go third-party PS5 instead of third-party uh, Microsoft, where I normally go, because I used to like that controller more, but the DualSense is just so cool that, you know, I want that there all the time. As far as specific games, um, Luigi's Mansion 4 dual sense level rumble you feel the coins coming into the vacuum like you hear oh, it on the speaker. yeah that's what i would love to see uh, as far as specific uh, implementations because that's actually what you feel if you ever have gone to like a dave and busters or somewhere else that has this machine like the luigi's mansion arcade machine you have the vacuum in your hand and it's so like immersive and cool like bringing that experience home would be so so special um the last question i want to highlight from question block is uh james Dif- defender just defender i'm not sure i might not be saying your last name right i'm sorry but they ask who is the most huggable mario character i think it's a really important question to address before we close the show out it's yoshi uh, obviously there's no other choice he's not soft though no he's, he's gonna be like he's all a dinosaur Scaly, why yeah. do you not want to hug yoshi He's a, so you're, he's you're a hugging that scaly, that scaly boy. What about Yarn Yoshi? Oh, yeah. Yarn Yoshi is good. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's good. All right. uh, and of course, whatever touch fuzzy get dizzy, what creature touch fuzzy get dizzy is super huggable. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's a good one too. Seth, who are you hugging in the Mario universe? Wario looks real huggable. He's a big, big boy. Get your arms around. Dinky. Yeah, but like like it comes with that hug though. He needs super garlicky. Hug. He looks like you're gonna you're gonna lose your eye from that mustache. It's just gonna oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> get you in the corner. For me, even though I have not spent more time with Galaxy, like I do want to, because I haven't, uh, I didn't play that when it came out, and I got it on the collection. Um, I think what are they like the little like the, the, Luma, the Lumas? Yeah, the little oh, I have one yeah. right here. Um, I would hug that. I want to hug yeah. that so bad. They're so soft and whimsical. Um, but yeah. Let us know in the comments what your most uh, Mario character is. But that's about all the time we have for this week. A big thanks to Logan Plant, our NVC assistant. Remember, you can reach us at the email nvc at IGN.com or hit us up in the Nintendo Voice Chat podcast forum on Facebook. Be sure to also keep an eye out on IGN.com for articles that are named Tell Us colon question. That's the format we are using to get these Yap videos and get these on the show. But most importantly, remember that NVC is the only place where you can Get, get, the, get thing. the thing. Get it.